Welcome back, 390 Millionaires. We have made it. The regular season is over. It's done. Uh, There was some absolute injustice uh, to this season, especially. Yours truly did not make the playoffs. I'll say that right off the top because I know that's what we all come here for is the updates on my fantasy season. Uh, But 390 had had a... fantastic finish to the end of the season um some uh right to the wire uh decisions on who was in who was out and we will let you know everything that happened but before we do i would like to introduce my co-host first as always as dictated by tradition passed down by generation to generation mike how are you doing well doing well guys thanks uh Glad to be here Sunday morning. I was up a little late. I don't know if you guys have heard of the uh, smash hit Spider-Man, but I uh, I went out and watched that last night. So no spoilers. I won't uh, say anything for our fans. You know, I know Jay probably wasn't at the box office watching it yet. So, but yeah, a little tired this morning. But uh, other than that, just laying in my bed of decisions, kind of like you alluded to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bed of decisions. Got to make it. Got to sleep in it. Uh, sometimes you fall out of bed. Uh, in the middle of the night and you realize that you've uh, you've wet the bed and that's a that's a mm-hmm. poor decision but we'll we'll get into the uh, the deeper metaphor of that uh, Mike uh, kind of stepped on my toes there don't worry about it Mike we'll talk about it after um, but our other host this is uh, a new uh, a new host we're bringing them on in a sort of a, a co-op placement um, sort of thing they they reached out from their uh, from their high school it was like i could i could get some credits for uh for some, some school but uh jay jay we've invited you uh to the podcast for your very first time guys uh you know thank you so much uh, for this opportunity uh really you know given that i have just no experience whatsoever in this kind of thing um bring me on for that extra credit with my uh getting my ged finally is is really helpful really appreciate it um it's gonna do a lot for me i think um i mean obviously uh i'm in a i'm in a weird place uh, i've made the playoffs with my team uh, I've, you know coming in uh um fourth place is, is something to be really happy about but i think you know, certainly feel that my guys got stuck in a trap game. You know, they're they're looking really good for the playoffs. They've got one game left against some garbage ass team that they know that they can just handle. And uh, and, and they took the night off. You know, they said, mm-hmm. you know, let's just put in some uh, some random chumps from uh, the waiver wire and uh, and we'll go to town. Uh, and they didn't. They did not go to town. They they barely even got in the cab. And so uh, now we're we're struggling. Um, you know, got a lot of decisions to make. But uh, but still happy to be here. You know, uh, got to check my privilege at the door. I'm a playoff team. Mm-hmm. That's something that I can hang my hat on, just yep. like my dick. So, um, 
sorry, you hang. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Cool. Um, we, we are in playoffs, but before we sort of break down this week's playoffs, let's, let's maybe, uh, um, jump into our time machine and go back one week and, mm. and, and let you know how we got there. Um, so last week, week 14, uh, we had the chaos report and Mike, maybe I'll let you jump in here to just sort of um, not go through each mm-hmm. and every single variable, but, but give us the lay, the, the lowdown on, on what was at stake last week and who needed to do what. Well, I think you kind of had those, the teams like yourself and Neville on the outside at six wins trying to get in. We'll start there. Um, they needed those seven win teams to lose and then win tiebreakers. And what you ended up seeing, which was a nightmare scenario for myself and Jay, really, as eight win teams, although Jay had good point differential, um, was those seven win teams getting to eight, which meant an eight win team didn't make the playoffs. Um, or could have not made the playoffs, sorry. So essentially what that meant is we ended up with that eight win log jam we kind of talked about last week. Um, and it really came down to Suds had secured himself a spot on Monday night, and Andre just needed Kyler Murray to get one fucking touchdown, and he would have knocked me out of the playoffs. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was on pins and needles all Monday night, um, but our commissioner is out, and I'm in. So here we are. Yes, yeah. So it was a uh, it was a crazy, uh, crazy scenario. Um, and so we'll do we'll do a quick quick breakdown. So Nolan and Nolan beat myself last week, which eliminated me and secured Nolan into the playoffs. So Nolan is going into the playoffs in the fifth position. He plays this weekend. Uh, Mike, uh, as he just stated, beat uh, Andre, our commissioner. So Mike is in at third place, and Andre is out at eighth with a seven and seven record. Crazy mm-hmm. that that doesn't get us in. Um, so Andre Andre is on by this week for the uh, the consolation bracket, um, and Mike uh, Mike plays the uh, the sixth place team, which happens to be uh, the aforementioned Suds who beat uh, Flacaroni and Cheese last week. Uh, digested kneecaps has an, a record of eight and six. Um, point differential is good enough for sixth place. So Mike and Suds are playing each other. Flacaroni and Cheese is in the the semis for the loser bracket. Uh, bitch boy and Swedish fish, probably the most surprising result. And maybe the, um, when we take a look back on the, on the season and do our awards show and, and kind of the big storylines from, um, from this week or from the 2021 fantasy season, uh, we see that Neville five and zero at one point, uh, bitch boy wins his matchup 106 to 83 against Danish and still does not make playoffs. How huge is it that Neville's team is not mm-hmm. in the playoffs right now? What are we thinking about that? So I'll, I'll throw it to Jay. Actually, sorry, Mike. I, I, um, we we want to spread the spread it around. Can I just uh, add a quick I... quick stat into this before yeah. I let Jay talk? Because you can probably touch on both. I think what's underlooked is Andre was also five and one. If I don't know if you guys knew that or if that just blew your mind right now. Um, so, anyways, I just want to throw that in there, but then we can kind of talk about both of those teams. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Well, I think uh, uh, what we look at is is obviously the curse of the trade uh, will be a huge discussion point throughout the rest of the playoffs as we look back and also the offseason. Um, uh, just something that, that really seemed to turn the tide for uh, Neville's team, who started so strongly. Um, but listen, at the end of the day, you know, it's a season-long season. That's why they call it a season, guys. You got to play all the games. You can't just say stop the count at uh, five and one sitting in first or second place, right? You got to keep going. And so, listen, I can certainly uh, uh, um, listen to a little bit of grief from Neville when he uh, points out that he's the second highest scoring team uh, throughout the league for the entire season. Um, you know, there's certainly some lack of luck there. He's five and one in the division. Um, but when when you only come out at a 500 pace, um, you can't really have too many expectations. You can't say, oh, I should have, would have, could have been any place. You know, you would have been lucky to make the playoffs. Um, uh, some of us at eight and six, you know, are lucky to make the playoffs. Um, but when you're a 500 team, you really shouldn't be smelling around the postseason. And I think that's just what's happened here. Awesome breakdown. Um, we'll move on to our next matchup of, of probably the least impactful um of 1.21 gigaguts versus donkey dick um ryan secures first place with that that crucially that buy as well uh with a 146 uh to 95.6 stomping of curtis's team um i i i think it, we we kind of knew what both these teams were going into this matchup and it, it just was the way that it broke down so uh, i don't think there's too much analysis that, that we need to do here However, this final matchup um, absolutely altered the landscape of our playoff uh, rankings. Uh, Burrows the Steel overcomes uh, his matchup with my can't believe it's not Holly and wins 134.96 to 125.04. What this matchup did is it gave Gertie the division and it gave Gertie the bye. Gertie's team, who I think we, we, we would all sort of recognize as sort of on the power rankings, the playoffs teams, definitely on the lower end has secured himself a, a semifinal, uh, a semifinal berth. What are, what are our thoughts on this? Guys? That's why we play on Sunday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a reason to get up. I'll tell you that. Listen, I, I could spend a lot of time pointing out that I'm four and two in the division. Gertie's team's two and four that I've uh, outscored him by a hundred, but been outscored against by 150. These are all things I could mention, but I won't, um, you know, listen, uh, it comes down to the wire and, and that's, uh, that's what we're talking about. Anything can happen on these days. And, uh, and in this particular case, anything did, um, it should be certainly noted, of course, that on the regular season, uh, Gertie and I, uh, go one and one. So I can only imagine that, uh, he and I will see each other in the postseason, And I look forward to, uh, uh, the winner taking all the marbles whenever that matchup arises. Mm -hmm. um, Gertie's uh, Gertie's matchup with the rest of the division uh, was one in one. So it seems that he got the majority of his wins outside of the division against the mm -hmm. rest of the league. So mm -hmm. um, there's definitely some, uh, some interesting analysis there. Uh, I was speaking to you guys earlier before about um, the perceived attacks that I, I felt Gertie is a, um, thrown my way I, i'm mm. going to take i'm going to take this opportunity mm -hmm. to sort of address address that if i could um gertie 
for those, sorry, maybe maybe I'll explain the context for those for those that don't that aren't aware. Um, I made comments about Gertie's team earlier in this season on this very podcast uh, about how I didn't like uh, players on his team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think generally that's true. I can't recall specifically if I said I don't have an issue with Devonte Adams or Jonathan Taylor. Um, but let's 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 say that I didn't. Uh, let's say that I didn't like his team, um, Gertie. This is specifically to you. Um, I've been playing fantasy football since 2009. In that time, I've managed 61 teams. I have a current Yahoo rating of 893. Um, My best finish in Yahoo, the profile, is I finished Diamond twice. Uh, I mean, you sell out of Diamond? You're just down at Platinum now? I'm yeah, I'm seven points away from from diamond. But you're, uh, so, so you're in platinum. I'm in platinum. Yes, correct. Okay, yeah. To finish in diamond, you have to be in the 99th percentile of fantasy players. My all-time record is 514 wins, 424 losses, and two ties. I have a winning percentage of 548. I've won 25 trophies, and of those trophies, 11 of them are first place trophies. And I bring this up to say, not that when I that I'm I'm personally attacking your team, I bring it up to tell you that I'm fairly confident that I know my fantasy football. And when I look at your team, I don't see a championship roster. Um, and furthermore. The way that you play fantasy, the rope-a-dope that you have in the game, when you roll over and you show your belly to your opponent um, and you say, it's over, I can't win, I can't do this, and then to flip it around and once the game's over and the, and the, the outcome is secured, you take your shots. To me, that speaks of a cowardice. Speaks of... Uh, a non-championship mentality. Um, and your team, let's move away from it. I don't think you can win the championship because I don't think you believe you're a champion. In fact, I actually think you're the Michael Jordan of coming in fourth place, Curdy. So this is a challenge for you to do something about that. Do something about your reputation in the league. Change it. Show everybody that you're to be feared, you're to be respected. Because right now, I don't respect you. I don't fear you. And I'm not even in playoffs. That's it. That's all I got to say, guys. That was powerful. I, I love mm-hmm. that. Strong message. Yeah. Gertie getting called out here on 390. And you know, we'll see what response, if any, he will have. Yeah. I just, I had to get that off my chest because there had been a, um, I think a few a few attacks, and um, I don't know. A, a champion wouldn't worry about somebody who's who's not in the playoffs anymore. They would be focusing on the on the prize, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I just understand. I just I just don't think he's doing that. You guys aren't you guys aren't taking your shots at me nope. uh, this week, even though I didn't make playoffs. And both of you did. You guys are both you're focused on on winning your matchups, getting into the semis. That's that's exactly the kind of mindset a champion. has. Mm-hmm. Now, 
let me jump in here because I have a feeling, um, you know, uh, if Gertie wants to come on, he wants to say his piece, he certainly can. Um, one of the things uh, I think that we can uh, expect Gertie to bring up is that he would say at least half of the the, the game that he's playing uh, is not even his own making. Uh, he'll he'll talk to us about um, reverse psychology. Um, and he'll talk to us about the importance of, of, you know, sticking with the game plan. If he, if he used some reverse psychology well, and it was successful, then he's simply, you know, that's just, you know, the method to his madness. Now, does that speak to the, the, uh, the parting shots once, uh, results are secured, as you mentioned, Holly, I don't think so. Um, but the question is, um, you know, Verdi might say, Gertie might say, uh, I'm not the villain. I'm just using a system invented by somebody else. Doesn't Mac make that individual the real villain? And that's the question I pose to you. I think uh, if we look at uh, a commissioner who hasn't done very much, um, a commissioner who uh, barely survived to be on the pod last week, though we appreciate that he did come on. Um, and I believe, unless I'm mistaken, and, and, and our listeners can, can correct me here, the inventor of reverse psychology might be the real villain of this league. What say you? It, it does bring up some uh, crucial fundamental questions about the the systems that we have in place here um i can't help but look at this week too and we can get in we can get maybe we can transition at this point but we we are we are our fantasy players are are rampantly um being attacked by the COVID outbreak and somebody had posed the question of a second ir and and once again i i covid this whole pandemic has been uh, something that nobody unprecedented is the mm-hmm. word, right? And it was unprecedented last year. And we had no idea what to expect and when players would fall off. And we were all in some way affected by, uh, by that, whether it was games being moved, players missing, missing games. Okay, that season, we can cut you some slack. But this season, when we get to potentially so the most important week for some managers um, trying to get into the semifinals, trying to secure their legacy. And we were missing more players because of, because of COVID and our commissioner has failed to act once again. Mm-hmm. I, I thank you, Andre, for coming on last week, but it, 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 it wouldn't take a whole lot of foresight to see that maybe we were, were ill prepared for, um, the situation in the, in, in the quarterfinals. This is now a season that could be marred by the fact that um, we were, as a league, inactive against the threat that we knew. I don't know. We kind of, this just kind of feels like our league over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, what are our expectations of our commissioner? I, it, it's a fair point, Jay. It's a fair point. A lot of good points being thrown around this morning. I haven't had enough coffee to keep up with all these uh, great points you gentlemen are making. Yeah, we're always. I feel like we're always behind the eight ball. We're reactive and not proactive. You know, that's you got to try to be proactive this day and age. It's twenty twenty one. If you don't watch out, COVID will get you if you're not proactive. So wear your mask and stay safe. Well, so, you know, Mike. You know what? I'm so glad that like we were able to see the human side of it and just be like mm. take care of yourself take care of your loved ones mm-hmm. we got the holidays coming up um now that i think about it has anybody ever seen andre wear a mask i haven't yeah that's a great great question i'll plead the fifth 
Makes sense. If true, if if, if that true. news is if if that news is true, could be very big. But um, I think we could save this these discussions for our longer end of season mm. uh, awards show. But I, I definitely think I'm glad I'm glad that we talked about. I, I said my piece about Gertie. We said our piece about about Andre. I think we uh, get into it. We, we get into it, you know. So we want to we want to keep this relatively short. There's a there's a, a few less games on on the slate this week. Um, but before we jump into it, and I and w- what we just talked about talked about, let's talk about the COVID situation. Um, so, Mike, I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, I feel like you've got a good handle on what's going on with the the games and whatnot. So mm-hmm. why don't you give us a breakdown on on what COVID has done to the fantasy playoffs this week? Well, first, you had the Raiders and the Browns last night. I uh, don't know if the Browns have anyone who doesn't have COVID at this point in time. But good news. The NFL said, don't worry, guys. If you don't have symptoms and you're vaccinated, we won't be doing any testing. So if anyone's asymptomatic and passing it to everyone else, we won't know about it. So that's great news for fantasy owners, I think. Um, Through the roof, through the roof. Um, Yeah, Browns, Raiders getting moved to Monday. I personally like that. The only thing Jay and I were talking about a little bit before is, like, it does give another day for people to get COVID. So, like, I like having Chubb in the back end of my matchup this week, but comes with that catch-22 where he could get COVID and he might be out and I could be fucked. Um, other big changes, I think it was the Rams and Seahawks are going to Tuesday night at seven o'clock along with the Washington football team and the Eagles, the Eagles, right? So thank you for scheduling both of those during my final exam. Appreciate that NFL. <laughs> um, so I will not see a down Tuesday night, but yeah, those are the big changes that are made and it's going to be a good day of football today. I think you only have five games at one and three at four. So buckle up. So, and then it'll be doubleheader Monday night, two games Tuesday. It's going to be wild. Um, yeah, lots of uh, lots of changes to the schedule this week. Uh, in terms of player availability, is there anybody that we know that's like, uh, that's out um, in terms of... Uh, A lot? Uh, like in terms of COVID? Yeah, COVID or, or like big injuries this mm-hmm. week. Like, oh well, I mean, like uh, Jay, you lost TJ Hawkinson this week for the season with a uh, with a thumb surgery. Uh, I'm just ripping through Damian all. Damian Harris, uh, keeping on Jay. Yeah, this week, um, COVID. I think you're seeing people test positive, but then now because the games are, we don't know if they're going to come back. Like OBJ is back. Jalen Ramsey seems like he's back. Um, so this is like this is like a low key way to figure out if players are vaccinated or not because yeah. it comes down to the Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers question right so Aaron Rodgers early in the season uh he said he was uh inoculated what did what was mm-hmm. the his immunized immunized, immunized inoculated yeah yeah I was in, I'm immunized um and we're not gonna relitigate that because that was stupid and a waste of time um but if a player if a player was diagnosed with COVID semi-recently and they're able to return for these Monday or uh, mm-hmm. the Monday Tuesday games um, it means that they were vaccinated yeah. um, because the NFL policy means that if you're vaccinated, you only have to produce two positive tests within a, a 24 or 48 hour period. Um, yeah, two negative tests, right? Two negative text, tests. Yeah, sorry. Um, but if you are unvaccinated, you have 10 days that you have to show negative tests. And so we, um, Odell Beckham getting back into the lineup, um, huge. Absolutely huge because mm-hmm. he's been 
He's been on fire since coming to the Rams. I right, what three games in, and he's got four touchdowns. I think like yeah, something um, like that. Just dis- disgusting. So, um, <clears throat> so lots of lots of COVID stuff. Um, I'm not sure the Browns were specifically hit hard, um, which would affect Flacaroni and cheese, Flacaroni and cheeses, and Donkey Dicks matchup. Um, uh, the Browns, Mike, you have uh, you have Nick Chubb. Yeah. So I think there's the the worry that. Um, Chubb could get sick there, but I'm not really seeing, um, there's Baker Mayfield, which could impact your quarterbacking decision, Mike. Um, and it I seems guess. like he's been ruled out. So I wonder if he's one of those unvaxxed folk. Oh shit. Uh, because as soon as he went on, there was very little talk of him coming off of it, at least to this point. True, 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 true. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Some people showing their real colors, eh? That's it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it looks like, uh, it, it, it looks like COVID wise, there's not that much, uh, to talk about. Uh, we had a Deandre Hopkins go on the IR this week. Um, so he's done for the playoffs. Um, I don't know. What other injuries are we talking about here? Guys, are we, uh, we good to go? I think that's that. I think so. Okay, cool. Um, so I think rather than just sort of like, waste some time let's just get into the matchups so guys do we want to talk about uh maybe the consolation first we'll do consolation and then sure. i can do the breakdown for the uh the the actual one that matters mm-hmm. sounds good so uh, let's I'll... yeah so let's start with uh let's start with my matchup versus uh danish mm-hmm. so uh, i'll break this one down boys as i said before we kind of started recording here this one uh this one has a lot on the line. We heard earlier about um, how one of these two players is a former diamond level fantasy football player. Um, and another one uh, has been lifeless most of the season and for the past couple of seasons. Um, but when it comes down to the semifinal uh, uh, or quarterfinals for the toilet bowl, um, Holly is going to be squaring off against Danish here. And right now, as we look after Thursday's matchups, just before Sunday kicks off, um, projections are Danish 126-14 and Hallwell 124-76. So right now the projections like Danish a little bit more. Now, of course, Danish on his end has a 30-point Pat Mahomes performance under the belt and a 5.3 Jacoby Myers uh, runaround, which is just fine and dandy. Austin Eckler over on Holly's side put up a very decent 14 points, um, only uh, to, to be nearly outdone by the Indianapolis D, who have been just a, a a, 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 an excellent play every single week with 14 points uh, playing up uh, New England. So the key thing here for me, boys, is uh, who plays Monday, Tuesday. We talked a little bit about the COVID issues, whether you know people get pulled for close contacts and stuff. These games can't get pushed anymore. And so you got Antonio Gibson playing on a Tuesday, and you got Miles Sanders playing on a Tuesday for Danish. Those are those are the worries. If uh, if either of those guys get scrubbed, that could be very very big deal. The far bigger deal would be for either Matt Stafford or Jalen Hurts uh, over on Hallwell's team, both playing Tuesday nights. If either of those guys don't go, that's a you know that's a at least 15 points, probably a 20 to 25 point performance off the board, and that leaves Hallwell scrambling for backup QBs. Hopefully, uh, with a couple of players who haven't played that week so they can actually change up his team. Um, when I look at the uh, the lineups, I think. 
Matt Ryan left to play uh, Hertz against Washington. Washington's defense has been coming on, but I think Hertz has still got the legs. Stafford against a, a terrible Seattle team, um, but a very mediocre Seattle defense. I think the QBs go to Hallwell, even with Pat Mahomes' 30-point play. Um, Deontay Johnson, Brennan Ayuk, Jerry Judy, all uh, on Hallwell's team versus Debo Samuel, who should be great. DJ Moore coming back from injury. You like him. He could go off, but he hasn't had a big game, I think, in a, in a, in a while now, hampered with injuries. So I like the wide receivers. Gibson and Mixon, if they both play, are great RBs. Eckler putting up 14 points. Uh, A.J. Dillon in Green Bay is looking solid. But, uh, you know, if Jones is going to be playing, you're looking at a mix-up. Dillon probably gets goal line work if Jones is anything other than 100%. Um, so I think that one's a toss-up. That one's close. Eckler at 14 points. Would have liked him to have a little bit more, but I mean, you know, he did fine. So I'll call that a draw. Um, Pitts against San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco. I don't know. Fair move against Tennessee. Whatever. That's a toss-up. Um, Flex, Sanders versus Edmonds. I like Sanders just because of Edmonds' uncertainty. But this one, I'll give the edge to Holly. I think uh, in the end, the experience that he talked about uh, comes against uh, the Swedish fish of Danish. And I think Hallwell takes it and, and books his um, exemption from the toilet bowl because, goodness, uh, I don't even want to see what it looks like if he gets a little bit closer. Um, and I think it's, you know, for Danish, it's like going home, right? Yeah, you just, it's, a, it's, it's there's nothing wrong with that at all. So that's the way I see it, boys. Um, fun little stat: If Danish does make the uh, the toilet bowl uh, again this year, I believe that makes it four consecutive visits to the toilet bowl. That's insane. Um, that is. And, and we we have to have a real conversation about relegation mm-hmm. um, because Danish. Uh, this is becoming. He's. Uh, we almost have to rename the matchup. Uh, the, Danish the Danish bowl. bowl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. If he gets there for the fourth time, because I just I don't even know what to do with no. that, to be honest. Uh, but thank you. I think that was some some good analysis. I am nervous though. I am nervous. Mm-hmm. This is Danish's team is one that I've um, I thought was much better than its record showed, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it would be oh so fitting if I lose to Danish in the most critical of spots. <laughs> His one supporter that he's had all season, he just shows up to beat me. I think he already actually did beat me this season, yeah, I if think I recall so. correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, he spanked me. He spanked mm-hmm. me so bad. So. I don't know. It just it's a weird it's a weird love hate relationship, I guess. Um, Good stuff, though, Jay. Thank you, Mike. I'm going to throw it to you for your matchup. Yeah, you mean for not my matchup, other Mike's matchup. Well, your matchup that you're analyzing. Okay, thank you. All right. Speaking of relegation, um, Hallwell, Mike versus Curtis. And one of these guys is going to get relegated to the Danish Bowl, as we're now dubbing it. And uh, Mike Hall is not off to a good start, because when I look at the quarterbacks, um, speaking of COVID, Heineke's sitting in there in the starting spot. That's one thing we're doing this podcast on Thursday, and you haven't set your lineup. We're half an hour before kickoff, and Heineke, meanwhile, he plays Tuesday. But, you know, it's a little bit of a concern. I'd at least flip him to the flex. Like we told him last week, don't fucking play Thursday night quarterbacks near flex. Anyways, I digress. Can you tell who I think is going to win this matchup? Um, Curtis takes the quarterbacks. We've seen Mac Jones go already. 19 points, a little bit over his projected. Uh, Roethlisberger versus Cousins. I like Cousins a little bit more there. When I look at the receivers, we've had Saturday night's game happen. Pittman actually got ejected, finished with seven yards for the Colts. 
that's rough. I have him in another league, decided to sit him, so I was very happy with that decision. Um, and then Kendrick Bourne putting in 6.3. I mean, projected for 3.69, so got to be happy if you're Curtis there. Um, overall receivers, though, I do like Evans and Claypool a little bit more than Godwin and McLaurin, especially if Heineke does not play um, for the football team. Running back-wise, I think Hallball takes us in a landslide, minus the fact that CEH finished with seven points, but he's still got Elliott, CEH, and Damian Williams. Oh, he only finished with 1.2. Never mind, I take it back. His running backs suck. Um, but Curtis has Hubbard and Singletary, and I think Curtis has just been decimated at running back all year. We saw him make a couple trades. He was trying to figure the position out and just obviously didn't work for him. Here he is playing in the semis to the Danish Bowl. Um, slight edge to Hallwall there. Tight end, my God, Kelsey had a game. 31 points Thursday night, obviously money. Don't even get me started about it. Yeah. Ruin me in my money league. I'm going to lose out on a thousand bucks because of it. Yeah, that's, uh, that was pretty shit. And yeah, I was against him in another league as well, as you know, Hallwell, but definitely stings being first place in that other league. Oh yeah. Um, up against Goddard. I don't think Goddard's going for 30 today, so I got to give that to Hallwell. And then you look at the defense. Kansas City was a good defensive play lately, but they only finished with three points because of that shootout Thursday night. And then Curtis has the Rams, who could put up some points. So overall, you know, we've got a few players already gone, but five for Mike already. And he's sitting at 43 points. Curtis is 25. I got to give this to Curtis, knowing what's happened so far. Um, But it it could be close. I think Zeke could have a big day today. Big Ben sometimes pulls it out of his ass. So we'll see. If anything, though, it would be pretty crazy if we had a Holly versus Holly toilet bowl when you guys played for the championship, like, what, two years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's crazy. The only time, um, both times that I've made it to the, the finals, I've only played my brother. I've never played anybody else. Wow. It's, it seems like when it's all, always for the marbles. Although I, I have been in the toilet bowl before, and I beat Danish at that point, I think. Okay. We can move on. We can move on. (laughs) Okay. So um, due to, we are an ethical podcast. We, we promote high morals, high values, um, high ethics. Um, So I am pulling double Duke for both semifinal matchups. What I would like to do is sort of get the, uh, uh, my, my host, the appropriate hosts, uh, response and, and feelings to their matchup. So I'm going to do, uh, I, that's how we're going to do it. So I'm mm-hmm. going to break it down the way we love to break it down here. Um, and then I'll reach out to, uh, to whose game it is. I'm going to start with Pelt, your game. Uh, Mike, you are playing suds. And as we, we break it down, we start with the quarterbacks and probably the most underwhelming quarterback grouping that I've maybe <laughs> ever seen. Um, suds is putting up Ryan Tannehill and Zach Wilson versus Pelt, your Teddy Bridgewater and Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I like the height of, of Tannehill being like a legit QB one. Um, I hate the depth of Zach Wilson being the 40th best quarterback in the league uh, in the NFL. Um, so I think that that averages out to a, a lower threshold than what Teddy Brid- Bridgewater and Jimmy Garoppolo can offer you, uh, Pelt. And, and I actually am going to give you the edge on that. Um, Bridgewater plays Cincinnati. I don't think they've got an overly strong passing um, defense. Their defense is much better than 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 what it has what it's been previously. But um, 
Denver runs the ball. Bridgewater is a game manager. I'm not sure you're going to see. Uh, it, it, he's projected. Yahoo's projecting him for 18.25. I would be very surprised if he reaches that number. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo playing Atlanta. Uh, he's projected for 19.27. I, I Legitimately, I could see a 20-point game out of Jimmy G mm-hmm. here. Um, Elijah Mitchell's out. Um, uh, Debo is is back in. George Kittle is heating up. I, I mean, like we'd be talking about George Kittle being the number one tight end potentially this week if Kelsey didn't sort of full stop end that discussion. Like Kelsey, mm. Kelsey is is reaching another level right now. Um, but Kittle, who you can make the argument has kind of been disappointing this season since coming back from his injury, red hot. Love to see it. Uh, at wide receiver, we have uh, we have Suds putting up Cooper Cup, best wide receiver in the game. Amari Cooper and Devontae Smith versus uh, Pelt. You're putting uh, Stefan Diggs, AJ Green, and Justin Jefferson. Um, fairly even, actually. I, I dislike AJ Green being in that trio, but a Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs um, pairing versus a Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, and Devontae Smith. Um, I am a little bit torn here. Um, I'm going to give it to Suds, but it's close. It's real close. AJ Green actually could be the number one receiver on Arizona. Um, oh, God, I'm like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to go with you, Pell. I think this I think this is your go. I think this is. Uh, so that's uh, quarterback and, and wide receiver to you. Um this is a no doubter. Uh, Suds has you beat in every which way on, on the running back situation. Fucking Eli Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones um, versus Nick Chubb and Damien Hillard. Um, Suds, I, I think Barkley, I think Barkley is going to low key surprise people uh, the rest of the season. Uh, Aaron Jones is getting healthier. Uh, Jay did bring up his, his injury concerns, uh, which, which I think are fair, but um, both guys are, are marquee names, and, and I think they'll produce. Nick Chubb, I have concerns about him getting COVID this week, but if he hasn't got it now, he's probably not going to get it. Um, and Damien Hillard uh, filling in for uh, for Derrick Henry, I, I, I think it's I think it's fine, but I'm not I'm not overly in love with your your running back situation. Tell me so, about it. Suds gets the uh, Suds gets the bump on uh, on running backs. At tight end, we have uh, Rob Gonkowski versus George Kittle. Um, I talked enough about Kittle. I, I'm, I'm very lean, heavily leaning towards Kittle being the, uh, the the favorite here. So you get the tight end mark. In the flex, we have Alan Lazard for you, Mike, versus uh, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is dealing with an ankle injury, and I saw a report that uh, the Cowboys may use him sparingly. Um, so at flex right now, I'm going to give it to you, Pelt. But we did get the news that... Um, Odell Beckham is off the COVID list now and ready to play on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Suds has him on the bench currently. Um, and I'm just going to refresh my browser just to make sure that he hasn't made the change yet. He has not. So it looks like he's still intending to play Tony Pollard. If Suds is able to put in Odell Beckham over Tony Pollard, I like that more and I would give Suds the edge. But mm. at this point, he's making the decision to rock Tony. And uh, I don't know if that's the right one. Um, at defense, we have Tampa Bay versus New England. Uh, New England played last night, uh, got pretty thrashed by the by the Colts and finished with a uh, one interception and one sack performance for three points. 
Um, not the worst score you can get with your with your defense. You'd, you'd hope for a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But I think three points is 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 what it is. Uh, Tampa Bay playing um, the Sean Paytonless uh, New Orleans Saints uh, tonight for the Sunday Nighter. Um, this is going to be an absolute murdering of of New Orleans, and I think Tampa Bay is going to eat. Uh, it, it's in Tampa Bay. I, I just think Tampa Bay is primed um, for a good uh, a, a good play here. So. Um, I think it's going to be a close matchup. It looks like you're, you're projected a little bit less Mike, but, mm-hmm. um, and I feel gross going your team. I think I'm actually going to go suds. I love you gave me so... like every category and then choose suds. I know. Right. I'm like looking <laughs> at like the, sum of your parts and I'm like, Ugh. you literally gave him running back, gave him running back and defense. His average is just better. I just like I just like where I I don't know. This is why this is why we do the analysis, right? We figure out what uh, what we like. I'm just gonna make sure that I chose suds. Uh, yeah, I did choose suds. Okay, so I am sticking sticking true to that. Yeah. Uh, so um, tell me why I'm wrong, Mike. Why why after going through all that like breakdown, um, why do I think? Why I am know, I wrong? Maybe I'm confused as to why you think you're right or wrong, or I'm not really sure what happened in that whole analysis. I but know, I know. I, I like my matchups. I think that's where I'm confident. All the pass catchers I have in there, Diggs, Green, Jefferson, Kittle, and Lazard, have pretty high chances of hauling in a TD today, or whenever they play. That's where I think I'm going to win this matchup, and that's where I think it's going to be the swing. What I want to talk to you guys about, and Jay started talking before the show, is just a little bit of start-sit that I've been dealing with all morning. Um, Hilliard in my second RB spot. I picked up Sexy Rexy this morning after he was ruled out last week. I dropped him, and then now he's playing, so thanks Houston for nothing. So now I'm torn. Do you play him versus Jacksonville? Do you play Reynolds versus Arizona? Uh, I'm like... Between a rock and a hard place here, guys. And I'm not going to be like Gertie and tell you I'm going to lose. But I'm genuinely curious to get your guys' takes on those three guys. Jay, I'll let you jump in here first. It seems like you had a, an opinion already. It's, 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 a, it's a prediction. It's a, it's a predilection. It's a, it's a pickle, boys. It's a pickle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, a, you know, you're kind of stuck where right now you're looking and saying – Geez, I wish I played Justin Jackson in the Chargers game, um, <laughs> know, right? which is sitting 9.9 points on, on the bench, which obviously there's no reason to play Justin Jackson, excepting that he put up just about 100 yards. Um, so in cases like this, I mean, um, I, I tend to go for a kind of if I've been holding on to a player for a while, hoping that they would do a thing, I might throw them in there just for the belief that they'll they'll um, respect me uh, and appreciate me holding on to them either on the bench or on the team mm-hmm. um, and come out with a big game. Um, if there's a, a, a guy that, you know, uh, I've been running with and maybe he hasn't been doing the, the whole song and dance, throw him in there kind of like a, a, a gut feel and appreciation. Maybe, maybe just choose the story. Maybe the Craig Reynolds story is worth being a part of with your team. Look at this undrafted, nobody had ever heard of. Schefter puts out one tweet that he likes Craig Reynolds, and all of a sudden Craig Reynolds has a monster game. Maybe just, maybe just you be part of the Craig Reynolds story, mm-hmm. and that's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I, I've got no answer for you. I've got a couple ways that I make these decisions, kind of like, you know, you dance with the one that you brought that brought you, you be part of the fun kind of story. But this is such a toss up. It's it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, good luck, pal. <laughs> Thanks for that clarity, Jay. Um, my opinion, my opinion is I would put in uh, Burkett yeah. over, um, over Lazard and it's fairly, fairly easy to me. I, I, I just think that the, uh, do we know if Lamar is playing? For Baltimore yet? Uh, it's it's currently unlikely, but not no guarantee either way. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I like Burkhead. I, I I think Green Bay sort of runs the ball just down Baltimore's throat. Um, I think they just, uh, I think Green Bay just outclasses the Ravens today, and and um. I'm not as confident in Lazard finding the end zone as I am Burkhead just getting a pile of touches against a Jacksonville team uh, that lost their head coach earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say, I would say, find play the play the chaos, play the disarray that the Jacksonville Jaguars are probably going to put on the field today. And um, yeah, I, I'm I'm fairly confident in Burkhead being more valuable than than Lazard. Okay. Yeah, that's why I picked up this morning. That was kind of my thought, but I don't know at this point. I feel like I'm out on Reynolds, though. I think that's I think just... you are, too. I, Arizona has, like, a pretty stingy, like, mm-hmm. run D, and... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Um, man, it'd be nice if you had your Calvin Ridley, though, eh? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Would be nice, but... Oh, well. well, thanks, guys. Appreciate the therapy session. All good. All good. We move on to the last matchup of the week. Uh, Jay, you are playing uh, your division mate, Dungeons and Dax. So here we go. Uh, if we had probably the worst quarterback grouping in the previous matchup, we may have the best quarterback grouping of the weekend in this matchup. Uh, Jay is putting forth uh, Justin Herbert, who has already played, and Aaron Rodgers versus Nolan's um, foundational uh, players for his team of Dak Prescott and Tom Brady. Just studs, all of them. Um, Justin Herbert uh, threw for 236 yards, had two passing touchdowns, and ran one in Mm. for a fantasy output of 24 points. That's awesome. Um, Aaron Rodgers playing Baltimore. I do, I, I using the same sort of analysis uh, as I did for you, Mike, I would say that Rodgers probably not going to hit the 22.2 or 22.32 projected. Um, but I think he's going to get very close. He probably could crack 20. Um, Dak Prescott playing against the Giants. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of feelings there. I think there's going to be uh, a lot of points from the Cowboys, so I expect Dak to go off. And Tom Brady um, is just going to just absolutely thrash the New Orleans Saints. So um, ju- by virtue of Rodgers, just I think having to they, – they won't need to sort of use them as, as um, uh, critically as they do in most games. I, I, I think I'm going to give the edge to Dak Prescott and Tom Brady, but it's, it's, it's super close. And, and you've already had Justin Herbert do his thing. So um, Jay, I would say you're in a, you're in a pretty good position in that regard. Um, Jay, you've already actually had Keenan Allen play, leaving you with Devonte Parker and Russell Gage still to go. Um, this is against Nolan's uh, Brandon cooks, 
for Daryl Patterson and Darnell Mooney. Um, Keenan Allen uh, went for 78 yards in one reception touchdown uh, for 13.8. That's a great score by a wide receiver. If your wide receiver can hit 10 points um, in your matchup, that my rule of thumb is like, that's a fantastic day. And that's all, that's all you really need them to do. Um, Brandy Cooks playing Jacksonville. I could see him going for, for 10. Cordell Patterson is basically a running back at this point. Um, so that's definitely an edge. Uh, and Darnell Mooney has turned into the number one wide receiver for Chicago. Uh, Russell Gage, he recently, I think, Mike, you were saying that he's performed quite well. Um, he got fed the ball two weeks yeah. ago. Um, he's against uh, San Francisco today. Their cornerbacks are, are, are non-existent. They basically are, are just picking up people off the street. And Devontae Parker, without a, uh, a Jalen Waddle playing the, the New York Jets. Uh, Jay, you might have the edge here by the fact that um, Keenan Allen performed so well. So um, another close one, though. I'm not, I'm not super comfortable with um, calling a winner quite yet. Uh, at running back, we have Dalvin Cook and My- Michael Carter for UJ versus uh, David Montgomery and Alvin Kamara. These are solid running backs. Uh, I like the name value of Montgomery and Kamara. Uh, uh, we're hoping, or I guess not hoping, uh, that he uh, he performs his performance against uh, Tampa Bay struggles today. Um, God, Dalvin Cook's still injured, but injuries don't matter with him, I guess, because he's still. This is this is just like absolute insanity. I like. I like David Montgomery and Alvin Kamara. I think it seems very strong. Um, at tight end, we have Mike Gusecki versus uh, Gerald Everett. Uh, I'll take Gusecki because he's got the easier matchup against the Jets, and and I think he's he becomes the number two option in that passing offense. So, um, at flex, we have uh, Amon St. Brown versus Rashad Penny. Uh, Jay, you have Brown. Uh, I'm not really sure the logic on Brown. So after I'm going to, I'm going to give the edge to Penny because I, I, I just like running back better than a wide receiver in a flex. Uh, but maybe I'll give you the opportunity after um, I do the analysis to talk about why Brown's got to be in the, in, in the flex there at defense. We have Philadelphia versus Washington for Jay and green Bay versus Baltimore. I think both are great plays. I do like Philly better than the, uh, um, the Washington uh, better than the green Bay play. Uh, and I am going to give the win to Nolan. Um, so Jay, tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why you got St. Brown in the, uh, in the flex first and then, and then break it down for me. Well, it's, it's a classic issue that Pelt was facing as well. You've got a couple of players who could live in your flex and you kind of got to decide. So um, for listeners at home who aren't following along on their Yahoo Fantasy Football pages, uh, KJ Osborne in Minnesota and uh, Rashad Bateman uh, in uh, Baltimore are the two other players that could go in there. So uh, Amon Ross St. Brown over the past two, I think three weeks has been an absolute target hog in Detroit. Now there's no illusions here. Goff is the one we're talking about who's giving the targets and you don't feel good about that but over the past three weeks um uh, st brown has turned in some decent performances um without much end zone help 
So he's uh, a target hog, uh, which kind of has a low, uh, a nice high floor, I think, this week um, against a team that they uh, probably will be throwing against most of the game. The big issue with KJ Osborne, who I'd like better as a receiver, especially if Thielen doesn't play as twofold. He plays on Monday, which leaves room for him to either get COVID or shit to happen with the team. Uh, we know that his QB, uh, how he feels about uh, uh, vaccinations, uh, and he has no comment on that. So if anything were to go wrong and I've got KJ waiting for me on Monday, then I'm scrambling to find somebody else to play in the spot on Monday. And I don't really like that. I don't think KJ Osborne is that much better than either Bateman or St. Brown to uh, to play that kind of uh, Russian roulette, if you will. With Bateman, um, uh, it's hard for me not to feel like his last week's performance with Huntley at QB uh, was a bit of a flash in the pan. There's a couple things to like about Bateman. Obviously, Watkins is out, um, and it's looking quite possible that Huntley plays, um, and both of those certainly play into Bateman's favor, um, but you run the risk that he shows up with like a single target um, as he has uh, multiple times this season. So to me, it's a pickle. It's, it's a high floor for St. Brown, um, but very unlikely to be a high ceiling, uh, uh, either of the, the higher ceiling with Osborne, but on Monday night, or uh, Bateman, which is a little bit of a, to me, a, a dart throw. So um We've got about 13 minutes for me to flip between all three of them at least twice before whoever's in there at, you know, either one or otherwise uh, ends up being the choice. Awesome. Well, that's it, guys. Those are the games this week. Um, Two-thirds of the league is playing this week. The other third is is enjoying their buys, their safety, uh, and get to watch the game stress-free, which is nice right before the Christmas holidays. But um, I don't know. I uh, I think we've got another nerve-wracking week ahead of us. Absolutely. For, for fantasy. So <laughs> um, I wish everybody good luck. I'll, I'll give it to you guys for sort of your closing remarks. Um, go Lazard. He's staying in the flex. That's all I got. Throwing the dart. In the flex. Jimmy Smith's out. I saw that this morning. That's one of my reasons as well. Yes, he is. So I'm hoping they're going to feast. I'm hoping they're going to send a message. And let's uh, everybody stay safe out there. Wear your masks. Don't drink and drive. And uh, take care of your families during the holidays. And uh, Gertie, your team sucks. Say hi to Rachel for me. Thank you so much, uh, both of you, for for having me on. It was a really great learning experience. I, I feel like I I learned a lot just being on this, my very first podcast, as kind of like a co-host, co-guest kind of thing. A uh, huge shout out to to everyone on the pod who joined us for this, uh, or in the chat who joined us for this pod. <laughs> oh. uh, and with that, I'll say goodbye, Gertie. Your team sucks. Uh, say hi to Rachel for me. Wow. Um. We have a last minute edition in our closing remarks for the podcast. Uh, Nolan, thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. Any- uh, thanks for having me. I just wanted to come on and say, uh, Gertie, your team sucks. And say hi to Rachel for me. Pretty cool. And I think, guys, we, we uh, no need to belabor it. Uh, Gertie, your team sucks. And uh, say hi to Rachel for me. Thank you.